Did you miss your deadline to renew your Medicaid coverage? You can still send your completed annual review form to Healthy Connections Medicaid. You may be assigned to another health plan, but you can ask to come back to First Choice within 60 days of renewed Medicaid eligibility. It's your family. It's your choice. First Choice is the right choice. Renew and choose us. Visit selecthealthofsc.com renew to learn more. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. What is going on, everybody? And welcome back to the Thursday edition of the Stochastic NHL Strategy Show, sponsored by BetMGM. I am your host, Josh Harris. Joining me on this big old 11-game slate is my partner in crime, Slim Cliffy. How are we doing today, Cliffy? Uh, not doing too bad. Uh, had a bit of a panic mode. Uh, five minutes before the show was to start, uh, my computer froze up on me. Never a good sign, but uh, you maybe talking about Pat Maroon. Part, yeah, that's maybe that's what it was. I just had Pat Maroon on my mind. I mean, he did have six hits. I mean, if we were counting hits, uh, he could have had a good fantasy night. But uh, no, doing well. Uh, wish I would have done better last night. One of those nights where I smashed my goalies in my defense. It's the, it's the frustration of playing a single entry. Sometimes your stacks are good, but your defensemen are. Sometimes your defensemen, your goalies are good, your stacks aren't. Last night it was... Uh, 70 points from my two defensemen and my goalie and about 30 points from my stacks. So didn't get very far. How'd you do last night? So I decided that I wanted to do a full Tampa power play stack, which the only goalie you could have done that with is Gibson or Huso, um, but didn't want to use Huso. So I used Gibson, got a big game there. Stamkos and Kucherov didn't do too much, but when plugging in Gibson, that left me 8000 for a center, a utility, and defenseman. They used Gord Donato and Simone Benoit. Donato scored, so ended up cashing. You know, hey, green is good. Green is what, good, right? You know what? You know, a 2X, you double your money. It's almost as important. Those 2Xs are almost as important as those big banks. They keep you alive. They keep you going to the next day. So, yeah, big 11-gamer tonight, though. Interesting games. Interesting games, um, especially the first one. Before we get into the slate, you know the drill. Please give us a like and subscribe so you can keep up with all of our shows, DFS offers, giveaways, and much more. Once you subscribe, hit that notification button to get alerts when our shows go live. Make sure you smash that like button. We like likes. Don't forget to sign up for Stochastic Hall of Fame by changing your avatar in DraftKings and FanDuel. Pretty easy. Just go to stochastic.com backslash avatar and download the avatar. Here's the hard part. you got to place in the top three of a contest with over 5K contestants. Tweet the win to at StochasticHOF account on Twitter. If you don't have Twitter, email us, email us with your screenshot, and then you win a free month of Stochastic Plus Platinum. You also get a shout out on our weekly Hall of Fame segment, which 
We don't have because we don't have a producer, but every other show does. So if you're looking for a shout out of yourself, check out those shows. But let's uh, hop into this slate first game of the night. Detroit Red Wings heading into Buffalo. The Sabres have a 3.7. Now, Vili Husso started last night. He got replaced by Magnus Helberg. Not sure where they go tonight. Magnus Helberg is min price on DraftKings, which is interesting because the Sabres are coming off a 10-day layoff. Uh, Sabres have a massive 3.7 total, but there is data. Not a massive sample size, but since the NHL uh, started doing quote-unquote bye weeks a few seasons ago, teams coming off breaks of five days or more see a drastic drop-off in play. Now, there's always outliers on every you know stat both ways, but there were massive blizzards in Buffalo. A lot of these guys couldn't even get to the rink to skate because there was so much snow. In a nutshell, I think Buffalo is a very, very good play tonight. But that layoff has me concerned. Yeah, um, it's funny. It's funny how time flies. Those bye weeks were a thing like seven, eight years ago, but it feels like three or four years ago. Yeah. You know what I mean? Uh, it's just kind of the way it goes. Um, yeah, uh, we just kind of have to look to last night's Detroit game for the effect of a bye week, right? Like Detroit had a game canceled right before Christmas. They were supposed to play. Um, in Ottawa had a game canceled so they last night's game was the first game in a week and they were down four nothing in the first period um, as Pittsburgh came out and just rolled them basically through the first half of the game and then obviously Detroit kind of found their legs came back uh, Pittsburgh goaltending didn't do them any favors and uh, Detroit won 5-4 but um, we, we kind of saw that effect yesterday so I'm wondering how Buffalo comes out here tonight like Clearly, this is a very good matchup uh, for the Sabres. I did write up about um, Buffalo in the picks article, free to read over on stochastic.com, um, about the Buffalo top line, um, how good they've been this year. There, I think there are 29 lines with at least 200 minutes together this year, and Buffalo's first in goals scored per, per minute. Like I, I don't think that would be a huge surprise to anybody, and that's something um, that they excelled at going back to last year as well. So it's a very, very good spot for the Buffalo top line. It's just, are you concerned uh, about the long layoff that they did have? I mean, they do have the highest top two stack percentage, both on DraftKings and FanDuel by our top stacks tool. So clearly um, they're projecting very well. You know, maybe this is a fast and loose game where we ended up with a ton of goals on both sides or something like that, right? Um, so Buffalo one very much in play. Buffalo two is kind of interesting here. Um they're coming in uh, a little bit overowned on on FanDuel. Nothing that's really a problem. Same on DraftKings, a little bit overowned, but not a huge problem. Um, you know, Detroit's second line, I would call the Suter Kubelik line their second line. Whether you want to call Ernie and Kopp and Raymond their second line, I don't think it matters. Neither line is very good defensively. I think it makes for a pretty good matchup for that Buffalo second line if you want to save some money and dip down and stack them instead. I think that makes a lot of sense, but it is a tremendous spot uh, for Buffalo one um, considering their leverage. They are expensive, but there are a lot of lines that you can use in that, you know, 10, 11, 12 K range on DraftKings here tonight. So no problem playing them. I would just, you know, be wary about uh, such a long layoff. They have been off for 10 days. Um, that is a lot in the middle of the season on the Detroit side. 
found it interesting. They're tied for the second highest road total on the slate here tonight. Um, the only team with a higher total is Toronto. Um, I think Ukopekalukanen being in net is part of that. I think part of it um, is Buffalo just not being very good defensively. I mean, that's been kind of their problem this season. They have no problem scoring, but they do have problems keeping the puck out of their net. Um, if you people want to go back to Detroit one, I think that was that would be the line I would go back to. Um, Suter Kubelik, Sunkfist didn't really look that great last night. Um, Kubelik's having a he's having a good season offensively, but a pretty tough season defensively, and I think um, that isn't something that that line needs. So we'll be going back to Detroit one. It's not a bad power play spot for them either. Um, I think it's both top lines that I like here, but both, uh, Buffalo two, not a bad uh, secondary line. If you want, want to save some cash. Yeah, I don't mind Detroit tonight. And also on Buffalo, here's the case why I would play them, right? They're not coming in overly chalky. So even if they do come out a little bit flat, it's not like you're going to be, you know, a quarter of the field's going to have them. You know what I mean? If you're worried about them coming out flat, they're coming in right now, eight, 9% in our, you know, in ownership projections. And for 8%, I'm going to take that risk. This is a very, very good matchup. Detroit's back to back on the road. This is one of the best lines in the NHL. So if they were chalkier, I'd have some reservations about one lineup. In MME, I think they're, you know, coming in over the field or at the field is perfectly fine. But in one lineup, that is my case for playing them. The case against them is they haven't played in 10 days. You don't know what's going to happen. But, you know, do we ever know, really know what's going to happen in DFS anyway? No. We take best guesses. So that's my little spiel on Buffalo 1 there. Let's move to the blue line. Philip Ronick replaced Moritz Cedar on the top power play unit last night. Thanks for the heads up. Detroit beat writers. You, <laughs> but yeah, I, I like Chronic. If you're going to use Detroit one here, um, Cedar being off the top power play does nothing for me. So not really in on him. Your boy, our boy, Jake Wallman in play, hitting the gritty last night after the game winner. That was <laughs> that was something on the uh, Buffalo side. I think Owen Power is going to be back, so that might take away some minutes from Matias Samuelson, who was playing like 25 minutes when Power was out. So, you know, Darlene is probably the guy. Yeah, I wrote up Darlene in the picks article up on Stochastic. Um, one thing I talked about is that he's been on a little bit of a production slide in his last 10 games, and his DK points per game is still – uh, over what Kale McCarr has done this season. So it's like, if that's like a little bit of a downturn for Dalton, what can he do in a matchup like this? I do like him. Um, Jacob Bryson coming back at min price, I think is kind of interesting for Buffalo. Uh, one of those min price guys you can use on the Detroit side. Yeah, it's back to Jake Waltman. I mean, been a high on this guy for a few years and he's starting to really finally show something. Um, you know, he's blocking shots. He's taking shots. It's not like you need points from him like you might need from some other defenseman. It's Jake Wallman's season every day here at Stochastic. Goddamn right. Let's move on to the next one. New York Rangers, the 2.8 total heading into Tampa. The Lightning have a 3.1 total. Igor is probable. Lightning played last night. Vasilevsky was in. I wouldn't be surprised to see Brian Elliott in net tonight. Uh, quick oh, note about that. Vasilevsky? Um, yeah, Brian Elliott uh, skated the optional this morning for Tampa Bay. Um the B writers were saying they might be going back to Vasilevsky here tonight. Fair enough. 
not too I'm, much interest. Like, on... I feel like Montreal gave Vassy a, a huge workout last night. Yeah, that's true. I mean, I wasn't too high on the Rangers here tonight anyway. Now they're healthy scratching Alexis Lafreniere. Rangers going with Kreider, Zibanejan, Kako, Panarin, Trocek, Goodrow. That would have been a nice spot for, um, what's his name? Alexis Lafreniere. Third line of Vitaly Kravtsov, Philip Hedl, Julian Gauthier. I like that Rangers top line this iteration. Anyway, this is not the best matchup, especially if Vasilevsky has been in net. Um, the, 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 excuse me, the Lightning have kind of fixed their leaky power or penalty kill. The other lines don't really do too much for me. I like seeing Julian Gauthier getting a shot with some line mates here. But I think, if anything, I'm going to go back to Tampa 1. They're getting almost no ownership. Rangers have had issues on the penalty kill. Uh, with Fox off the ice, they've been an absolute scene defensively. So I think, if anything, I'm going back to Tampa 1. But not a huge fan of this game. Yeah, I, I think the reason they might be going back to Vassy is actually looking at the back-to-backs this year. When Brian Elliott has played either the first or second game of a back-to-back, um, Tampa Bay has given up 21 goals in five games. <laughs> yeah. So, like, I, I think it makes sense to go back to Vassie here. Um, the Rangers had used these lines at times this year. Um, the Rangers' top line certainly has a, a pretty large sample. Like, they were really, really good at generating 4.3 expected goals per 60 minutes at 5-on-5, five five, um, skating about 135 minutes together. Uh, 1.8 actual goals because they shot under four and a half percent. Like um, that's just kind of been the problem with um, cap, almost any line with Kako on it is, is a little bit of trouble finishing, um, you know, and then Chris Crowder got moved off the line. He's been uh, scoring a lot more, um, you know, especially when he's playing with Trocek. So, you know, that Rangers top line, I don't like, it's kind of in play for me here. Even if Vasilevsky starts, like they have played exceptionally well this year. The Tampa Bay top line has not been that great defensively in the month of December. 3.1 expected goals against per 60 minutes for Tampa 1. 3.3 actual goals against. Um, They're trading chances back and forth. At least they have been for the last few weeks. So, you know, I don't think you want to overlook uh, the Rangers top line here. Especially if you're playing like 20 or 50 or 150 lineups or something like that. I would have a piece here, especially if we get late confirmation that Brian Elliott is starting for whatever reason. Uh, but that's it for me from the Rangers side. On the Tampa side, unfortunately, our buddy Ross Colton uh, got mo- moved off the second line in the third period last night. So I, I think Alex Kalorn will be back there. Um, not really a great matchup here. Uh, both P- Like you mentioned, Tampa fixing their PK. Both PKs are very good. Um the Tampa Bay power play still not super great. They got there last night, but it was, you know, mid change with Mikhail Sergachev uh, on the ice. So uh, probably nothing for me on the Ranger or on the lightning side um, stacking. Did you miss your deadline to renew your Medicaid coverage? You can still send your completed annual review form to healthy connections, Medicaid. You may be assigned to another health plan, but you can ask to come back to First Choice within 60 days of renewed Medicaid eligibility. It's your family. It's your choice. First Choice is the right choice. Renew and choose us. Visit selecthealthofsc.com slash renew to learn more. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? 
Sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Wise, you know, I think like a one-off stamp post is always in play. A one-off Kucherov is always in play. But I don't think I'm stacking anything from Tampa here. Yeah. It's rare to see Cliffy higher on a Rangers line than I am. Maybe I'm just blinded by my hatred for the coach who is stubborn as a mule. Anyway, to the blue lines we go. Um, Keandre Miller. Jake, ah, Jacob Trouba is really expensive on DraftKings. So I think it's probably just going to be Keandre Miller. If you want to use Adam Fox, you know, I guess that's fine. Like, if it is Brian Elliott, I'd be more apt to use Adam Fox as it is. It's probably just going to be Keandre Miller on the Tampa side. Eh, eh, maybe taking a pass here. Yeah, I don't think there's really a defenseman I particularly want to use um, in this game, especially like Ian Cole's up to 3,900. Like Chernak's fine at 2,900. He played over 20 minutes last night, so like that's okay. But uh, there's not a defenseman that I'm running out to play from this one. Yeah. Blue lines are not fun for DFS on either of those teams. Let's move to the next one. The Montreal Canadiens with a 2.5 total heading into Florida. The Panthers have a four total. Jake Allen went last night, so it's probably going to be uh, Samuel Montembeau. Bobrovsky is confirmed. Alexander Barkov confirmed back. No one really playing the Panthers here in a four total with Montreal back-to-back on the road. It was a bit surprising to me. The the five-on-five lines aren't ideal with Verhage, Barkov, Colin White, E2-D2, Lusterine, and with Sam Bennett, Kachuk. And then, you know, Anton uh, Levtici is making his NHL debut on the third line. He's not in the player pool with Lundell and Reinhardt. I think, honestly, there's three playable lines here for the Panthers. Um, you know, Bennett and Kachuk, historical great numbers together this season. I don't know why I said historical. Barkov, Verhage, excellent numbers together last season, this season. They can drag Colin White to do whatever he wants, really. I mean, it, like we talked about it last year, whether it was Duclair there, whether it was Kachuk there this year, Reinhardt, anyone, Barkov and Verhage have good numbers. I'm surprised how low the ownership is. I'm very interested in Florida tonight. Yeah, I think what you're seeing with Florida is the problem with a broken top line, right? Like um, Barkov, power play one, Verhage, power play two, Colin White, probably not on either power play. Like, So you're not going to get a lot, a lot of stacking out of that. But I do, I mean, I really do like the Florida side. You're right, Verhage and Barkov can generally drag um, just about any winger to respectability. I think that'll be put to the test with Colin White on their wing. Oh, but it is... Yeah, it's true. It, but it is the Montreal Canadiens, right? Like this is, you know, a, probably a bottom five team in the league, certainly defensively. Um, you know, the top line for Montreal has just been getting ramrodded without Kirby Doc on that line. Um, Car ramrod. <laughs> 1.6 expected goals for 3.7 expected goals against without Kirby Doc. Um, on that line, allowing over four goals against per 60 minutes of five on five. Um, they got absolutely force choked by Tampa Bay last night with Joel Armia there. Now, Brendan Gall- they're saying Brendan Gallagher may return here tonight. Um, 
we'll see at warmups exactly where he's slaughtered and what the lineups look like. Like if they move Doc back to the top line, it might change a, a little bit for me on the Florida side. But for now, I really do like um, that Florida top line. I think he can make it some sort of broken power play stack. Like he can do like a Verhage Barkov Kachuk or a Verhage Barkov Reinhardt or, you know, full Florida power play stack. I think that's definitely in play, even around an 11 game slate here. Um, you know, it is pretty expensive, so you might have to get creative with the rest of your lineup. But um, I really do like the Florida power play, guys. I like Barkov even as a one-off here tonight if you don't want to stack them. Um, there's just a really a lot to like from the Panthers here. Um, th- that second line for Florida has been really, really good in a small sample. 73 shot attempts, 455 against. Um, Kachuk's shot rate has really taken um, a little bit of a decline. He doesn't have a shot bonus on DraftKings since Thanksgiving. That's over a month ago. Um, it has been a pretty steady shot decline for Kachuk. I'm wondering if he's not just sharing too many shots with Bennett. So, um, I think if I were to stack anything, it would be like bar- a power play stack or like a Verhage Barkov X, like Kachuk or Reinhardt or something like that. Yeah. Um, on the Montreal side, I mean, not really anything I'm interested in. Like I always say, I think Josh Anderson could be fine as a one-off. Brendan Gallagher is fine as a one-off. I don't think I'm stacking anything from their side, though. Yeah, I don't think I'm stacking anything in Montreal either. But if you're, like, down to your last spot and you need a cheap one-off, like Josh Anderson's fine. Jonathan Drouin is fine. Christian Dvorak is fine. Because, you know, like, Panthers are a high-event team. Bobrovsky's been leaky. So I don't mind one-offs. But, like, I'm not prioritizing them for sure. Let's move to the blue line. Looks like Ekblad uh, avoided serious injury when he left. So Ekblad, Montour, both on the top power play unit. Ekblad, 5,700. Montour, 5,600, respectively. I think either are fine. I lean a little bit towards Ekblad. I think Forsling's also fine. He's a $400 cheaper. On the Edmonton side, like Joel, Joel E., Joel Edmondson. 4100 a little bit pricey, but it's coming down. Like, high threes, low fours, I guess, is fine. Caden Goulet, fine. But, like, again, not prioritizing anything. Yeah, there are no priorities for me on the Montreal side. I do think Edmondson stands a pretty good chance at the block bonus here tonight. Um, he's going to be facing a lot of rubber. Um, Arbor Jackai, min price. Like, at least Jackai shoots, right? Like he's at, like, 1.8 shots per game, which isn't bad for a rookie defenseman like him. Um, but it is the Florida side. It's, you know, I would definitely be looking at the power play guys because Montreal's penalty kill is not great, but it's how do you pick between Ekblad and Montour, you know what I mean? Like, I think they're basically interchangeable at this point. I'll always lean to the guy with the, with the better track record, so that's Ekblad, but I think they're definitely both in play here. Yep, I agree. Ottawa Senators with a 2.7 total. Heading into Washington, the Capitals have a 3.3. Talbot and Kemper are probable. I'm coming around on these caps here for stacking purposes. I don't know if you need to full stack like a second line here, but don't mind like Kuznetsov Milano or Kuznetsov Mantha or I don't know, like a one-off Marcus Johansson. But like I, I do really like this top line here tonight. Senators have issues defensively, and they're very reliant scoring on the power play for themselves offensively here. Caps have kind of shored up their issues defensively. Kemper has been good. Like, if you want to get to some Senators and MME, I think that's fine. I don't think I'm going to prioritize them uh, in one to three. 2.7 total. 
seems fair. Um, I like the Caps better in this game. Yeah, I was writing about Alex Ovechkin in that picks article again. Uh, love the corporate synergy here. Um, Washington is second over their last, I believe it was 19 games, second in the league in expected goal share, five on five like fourth or fifth in points percentage. Like they've legitimately been one of the best teams in the league for like five or six weeks now. Um, not really a spot where I'd be running out to play Ottawa, especially where Washington's penalty kill has generally been very good. Um, especially, you know, since the first few weeks of the season, um, there's not a lot of ownership on that Ottawa top line. Um, they're sh- we're showing, you know, two to 3% on DraftKings, um, 10% top two percentage. So it is a good leverage spot for them. Um, I, I, it's another one of those lines, kind of like, uh, the Rangers top line where if I was playing 20 or 50 lineups, they would definitely be in consideration for me. Um, a single entry. I don't know if you have to get there. It is a Washington top line. I like here. I mean, the problem keeps being their shooting percentage, 3.9 expected goals in their last 130 minutes together. I think that's going back to Thanksgiving, only 2.9 actual goals. Like, if they can ever, you know, break through shooting percentage-wise, they're just going to start filling the net. So at the very minimum, I like Ovechkin here. 49 shots in his last 10 games, almost f- five shots per game in that stretch. Um, you know, if you want to pair him with Kuznetsov, make uh, some sort of power play stack, I think that's perfectly acceptable as well. Um, Ottawa does take uh, an, a way above average weight rate of penalties, 3.6 times shorthanded per game. Um, so if you, you know, if you want to do Ovechkin and Kuznetsov, I think that's fine. Ovechkin, Strom, Kuznetsov, you know, there are ways to stack Washington. Um, funny enough, I was looking at Sonny Milano's stats, leading the caps in points per 60 minutes of five on five this year. Great job, Anaheim. Um, Calgary, shout out Calgary. Shout out Calgary as well. Uh, can't (laughs) score worth a lick, but you can definitely let Sonny Milano go. Um, so I don't mind Ovechkin one off. I think it's Washington pseudo power play stacking that I would lean towards, but uh, it's definitely, um, you know, Ovechkin is, is one of the guys that I'm very high on um, in this matchup, especially where they typically get second line matchups. Ottawa's second line has been really bad this month. Um, 46% uh, expected goal share uh, below average defensively by expected goals against 3.6 actual goals against per 60 minutes. I think it's a good matchup uh, for that Washington top line here. Yeah, I agree. I am on the Washington side here. Um, let's move to the blue line with John Carlson out. My arch nemesis, Eric Gustafson, running the top power play unit 3,900 in this spot. I like him. Um, Trevor and Trevor Van Riemsdyk on that top pair, 2,700, I think is fine. Orlov 4,500. I, I'd rather just play Gustafson at 3,900. I think Nick Jensen's okay at 3,400. On the senator's side. I think it would probably be Travis Hamanick if you aren't spending up for Chabot in your Senator stacks. Yeah. Um, should mention Jacob Bernard Docker um, yeah. back for Ottawa tonight. Not sure he's anybody that, like really worth mentioning. I'm just wondering how that might cut into Hamanick's minutes or something like that. You know what I mean? Um, yeah. Trevor Van Riemsdyk played relative like over 21 minutes last game with John Carlson out. He's 2,700 projecting very well. He's one of the, Super cheap defenseman. I do like here today. Orlov is like 5,700 on <laughs> Okay. Um, so, yeah, if you're not playing Gustafson, I don't mind Trevor Van Riemsdyk if you want to save some cash. 
For sure. As we mentioned off the hop, we are sponsored by BetMGM. We can get you a BetMGM risk-free bet up to $1,000 and two free months of Stochastic Plus Platinum. All you got to do is sign up, sign up with BetMGM, have a Stochastic account, follow the steps, create a sportsbook account, deposit at least $10. Depending on your risk tolerance, it could be minimum of 10, maximum of 1,000. Make your first paid bet. I have a bet on BetMGM here for you. I did want to go a bit chalky with an Austin Matthews goal. But this morning it was minus 115, has steamed to almost minus 150 here. So I think you can pivot from that and go to Austin Matthews over a half of a power play point if he gets any point on the power play, assist, or goal. That is coming in at plus 105. I think if you want to sign up with BetMGM, place your risk-free bet on that on a plus money prop. I think that is fine. I didn't get a plus money prop out this morning. I was out this morning handling some personal business, but we will be back with the big dog tomorrow. But the most important thing is click the link in the description below and sign up and go bet that Austin Matthews prop there. Let's move on to the next one. Columbus Blue Jackets with a 2.7 total heading into the Island, that sucks. The New York Islanders have a 3.8 total. Sure. Junius Corpusalo confirmed. Ilya Sorokin probable. Um, looks like Patrick Line is going to be out tonight. Top line of Johnny Gaudreau, Jack Roslevic, Emil Benstrom, fully correlated on the power play. Neil Benstrom, min price on DraftKings. Um, second line of Kirill Marchenko, Kent Johnson, Gustav Nyquist. Islanders rolling out the top line of Josh Bailey, Matthew Barzell, and Hudson Fashing. Okay. Second line of Lee Nelson Bovillier. Uh, third line of Parise, JG Paggio, Casey Sezikis. How this team has a 3.8 total is beyond me. I know the Blue Jackets are a mess. And they have Corpus and goal, but like these lines are just not great. I think. If anything, I'm going to go to the Islanders' second line here of Lee Nelson Bavillier. Not alone. They're coming in around 12-13% in our ownership projections. Don't mind Columbus' top line because they're fully correlated and they're very cheap on DraftKings. I'm wondering if I want to play the Columbus' top line here because um, we still don't have uh, a confirmed goalie for the Islanders. and. There was some talk that Corey Schneider might actually get the start here tonight um, instead of Elias Sorokin. Um, Sorokin's played. Did you miss your deadline to renew your Medicaid coverage? You can still send your completed annual review form to Healthy Connections Medicaid. You may be assigned to another health plan, but you can ask to come back to First Choice within 60 days of renewed Medicaid eligibility. It's your family. It's your choice. First choice is the right choice. Renew and choose us. Visit selecthealthofsc.com slash renew to learn more. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. 
uh, four games in a row, um, played Tuesday um, in that win against Pittsburgh. It is the Columbus Blue Jackets. Um, you know, they only have one game this weekend. So if they save Sorokin for this weekend, he'd only have to play one game in a, in a week span, give him a little bit of a rest. So it makes sense to play Corey Schneider here. If they actually do it, I would have some interest in Columbus, but I don't think we're really going to know um, until warm-ups. Roslovic and, Roslovic and Benstrom, or uh, sorry, Godro and Benstrom have actually actually played together a little bit when Benstrom got called up um, the last time they came out. Um, not going to surprise anybody, but they weren't very good. Um, 40% shot attempt share in their 35 minutes together. That's not, you know, that's only three games worth of ice time, but, you know, certainly is in line with what Columbus has done a lot of the time this year, especially with Boone Jenner not in the lineup. Like, that just leaves a big hole. There's no one that can fill the role that Boone Jenner plays uh, on Columbus. Not Rosovic, not Johnson, not Corrali. There's no one. So, yeah, you have an AHLer, you have a below average defensively top line center, and then you have Johnny Godreau. Like I can see them kind of getting run over here tonight. I don't. If you want to play Columbus, I don't mind. My favorite line is that Islanders second line, but like you said, a lot of people are going to be playing them here tonight. Um, it, but it is a tremendous matchup uh, for them. Um, doesn't matter what line they go up against from Columbus here. All of them are probably going to be pretty bad defensively, um, considering all the injuries that they do have. So. Um, do like the Islanders second line. I would say if you want to mix it up a little bit um, with Beauvillier off the top power play unit and Pajot back there, you can do like a double center stack with Anders Lee uh, on the wing and then go like Lee, Nelson, Pajot, basically the same price on DraftKings. You get Pajot on the top power play unit with them. Um, probably not, you know, double center combination, probably not going to be too highly owned here tonight certainly not you know 12 13 so i think that might be the route i would take if i was playing islanders too here yeah let's move to the blue who is parker watherspoon he's on the second pair frankly it sounds made up yeah it's a it's a create a player in 2027 you know nhl you know dynasty parker watherspoon min price he's in the player pool um I do like Alexander Romanoff if you're not spending up for Noah Dobson. I think Noah Dobson's in a very, very good spot tonight. Uh, Ryan Pulak, not too bad at 4,100. Mayfield and Five-Ho, also pretty cheap. On the uh, Columbus side, Bakwa still running that top power play at 2,700. I think he's fine. If not, it's I'm going to our boy, Gabranson. Even at 4K, uh, don't mind it, or Gavrikov. The one thing that kind of worries me about Gabranson is in Bachfuss' first game back from injury, they kind of knew Gabranson's ice time. Um, Peak and Gavrikov still got good minutes. Bachfuss got good minutes, obviously, because um, top power play. But um, Gabranson was at like 16 or 17 minutes in that game. That's the one thing that worries me for, for 4K, you know what I mean? Um, but yeah, he should see should see a lot of puck tonight, uh, regardless. Uh, Noah Dobson projecting extremely well here. Um, I think he's one of the pay up guys that you might want to look at. Um, also, our buddy uh, Sebastian Ajo, the other Sebastian Ajo, mid price twenty five hundred. I think he's uh, definitely in play if you need a twenty five hundred dollar defenseman. There's always a need for min price defenseman in my lineup, so. Let's move on to the next one. Chicago Blackhawks with a 2.7 or 2.4 total, excuse me. Heading into St. Louis, the Blues have a 3.6 total. Alex Stalock, Jordan Bennington, 
confirmed. Blues mixing up their lines. Blues and Rangers just pick names out of a hat. I'm like, I'm pretty convinced at that. Top line of Pavel Buchnevich with Ryan O'Reilly and Braden Shen. Okay. Jordan Cairo with Thomas and Tarasenko. Me likey. And then Saad with Asai Berry and Ivan Barbashev. I don't know. Um, the good news here is the Blackhawks top line isn't projecting for one of the top totals of the night. There's always silver lining in Jake Harry's projections. That top line, like with Ryan O'Reilly, doesn't make sense to me because if you're going to want to send out Ryan O'Reilly against Tom Comp, why would you have Braden Shen on your wing? Like, they Bucinevich, love Braden Shen. Yeah. But Bucinevich is a good two way forward. Like, great. Maybe even great. Let's, let's pump the brakes here. He's very good. But Braden Shen, not a very good defensive forward. Granted, it's not really going to matter tonight. I think there are two lines in play for the Blues here tonight. But I think when push comes to shove, I'm going Kairu Thomas Tarasenko. Yeah, I agree with that. And it's part of the reason why I wrote up Vladimir Tarasenko in that picks article. Like, this is arguably the best matchup um, on the, you know, on the slate. And it's funny, like, you know, that St. Louis line of Buchnevich, O'Reilly, and Shen coming in at 5% ownership. Um, meanwhile, you have um, that Islanders second line a little bit more expensive at 13% ownership. You know, I do think that Islanders second line is better, but it's not like this is a worse spot for them or anything like that. Like, I do think Buchnevich, O'Reilly, and Shen is one of those lines you can use if you need to pay way down, um, especially where, you know, like you said, Buchnevich is just one of the best two-way wingers in hockey. Um, I think he'll make that line pretty good, even if Shen drags him down a little bit. Like, Buchnevich and, and Shen actually have good uh, numbers together this year. Um, they played about 80 minutes together, two and a half expected goals for 2.4 against. Might not sound great, but considering you have Braden Shen on your line, if you're above average defensively, I, I, that's pretty good. So I don't mind St. Louis one if you want to pay down, but I agree with you. It, it's Kairu Thomas Tarasenko that I've interest in. It's it, a lot of it is the is for the power play. They're perfectly correlated uh, on the power play. Um, Chicago has a terrible penalty kill. Um, St. Louis's uh, penalty kill itself has been getting better. So it's not like I even really like the Chicago power play guys. I think this is a St. Louis two spot for me um there's no matchup concerns whether it's the chicago first line or chicago second line it, it won't matter um i do think um kairu tarasenko and thomas like they have played together this year um break even by expected goal share 4.6 goals per 60 minutes they all played 21 minutes or more against toronto now that was an overtime game but you know it'd still be about 20 minutes if it wasn't so uh, I do like uh, that St. Louis second line a lot here tonight. I wonder if they don't come in a little bit higher than 8% because of the matchup. But even if it's like 10% or something like that, I think it's just fine. But St. Louis does have – yeah, their top two lines are both very much in play here. Um, nothing – like I said, nothing for me for Chicago. Yeah, and that second line coming in just under 17K on DraftKings, even though Kyrie is 7,200. Like – I have to see the the ownership runs. Like I, I know that Buchnevich O'Reilly Shen line is much less expensive. They're like twelve and change. If you're looking to get in, like Buffalo one, I think you can get them in with the O'Reilly line. Our uh, screen share is down today, so we can't build a lineup on screen for you. But I think that is possible. Um, so yeah, like I, if you are going for a expensive top line, I do like that O'Reilly Buchnevich Shen line as a filler. But my preferred line is Kairu Thomas Tarasenko for sure. Uh, also, 
out on the Blackhawks. If you want to go one one off Patrick Kane, that's fine. Like I won't tell you no, it's Patty Kane, but not a huge fan on this slate. Let's move to the blue line. Uh, the Thomas Tarasenko unit power play unit is run by Justin Falk. Also my arch nemesis, but I think at 5,700, I think you can play him. He was like 7,800 at points this year. That made no sense. If you're using that top line, I think Colton Pareko makes some sense. Colton Pareko also makes some sense as a one-off. On the Hawks side, Connor Murphy for some shot blocks. Yeah, you can fit in Buffalo one and St. Louis one, by the way, and you don't have to like double punt your defenseman either. You can probably pay about $3,500 on average for your D-man. So yeah, very plausible uh, to do Buffalo one, St. Louis one here tonight. Yeah, um, nothing nothing for me from the Chicago side. Even Connor Murphy's ice time has been going down. Like the one guy I might use, I'm just not getting that much ice. I'm certainly not slamming in a bunch of Jack Johnson. Um Colton Pareko um, has been producing well lately. He's actually kind of getting on the score sheet. So, yeah, I don't mind him. Um, seems the beat writers are high on Callie Rosen now that jumping in for the injured Tory Krug, but I don't imagine he's going to get a ton of minutes. I think those might go to Mikola. So, Mikola, maybe another one of those $2,500 defensemen to use. Concur. Let's move to the next one. Dallas Stars with a 2.9 total heading into Minnesota. The Wild have a 3.1 total. Jake Ottinger probable. Mark Andre Fleury is confirmed. Wild running back Coppers off. Steele, Zuccarello, Greenway, Eric Snack, Hartman, Boldy, Freddie Gaudreau, Sammy Walker. Um, Dallas Lions look the same to me. With Minnesota being home, you're going to see Eric Snack, Greenway, Hartman lock on to Hintz, Pavelski, and Robertson. That would move Dallas one to MME for me. I don't think I'm going to prioritize them in one to three. With Joel Erickson Eck going out against Rope Hints, that Capper's off Steel Zuccarell line is going to get, you know, Sagan or Wyatt Johnson. And while that Wyatt Johnson line has been pretty good offensively, neither of those middle six lines have been very good defensively for the Stars. So I do like the Minnesota top line here. They're not getting much ownership. The total's a bit low because Dallas is a good team. And Probably Jake Ottinger and Net, but I think anytime you can get Kirill Cappers off at low ownership, I think you got to take a chance. Yeah, I agree with you on the Dallas top line. Um, not, I don't play top lines going into Minnesota when Eric Sinek and, and Greenway and those guys are healthy. I know Felino's injured, but replacing Felino with Hartman seems like pr- a pretty lateral move to me. Um, they have good defensive numbers in their sample, so I'm out on Dallas one in single entries. Um you know, Ben Johnston and Marchment have actually been pretty good in a limited sample together for Dallas. 3.1 expected goals for 3.2 actual goals for um, Johnston averaging about 16 and a half minutes over his last few games. So he's actually getting some ice time. So you don't want to pay up for an expensive Jamie Ben. I think you can do like a Johnston Marchment two man or something like that, you know, playing against Minnesota's top line or um, the Boldy Godreau line. Um, I think either I think that's perfectly fine, but it is the Minnesota top line that I definitely like the most um, in this game. Um, they keep producing um, the, you know, Sam Steele's kind of turned around um, the season of the top line, which just feels funny to say. But without Hartman, they had no center to play with them. Um, they tried a bunch of different options, none worked, and then Sam Steele comes along. These guys are scoring 4.4 goals per 60 minutes at five on five in the month of December. Dallas 
their penalty kill is pretty good, but they do take penalties at an above average rate. So, you know, maybe they can get there. Minnesota can get there on the power play as well. Um, not sure I'm going to be stacking anything personally out of this game. If I were to really target anything, it would be the Minnesota top line here. Um, coming in um, with good leverage, um, you know, uh, 9.6% top stack, um, prior top stacks tool, but around 3 4% ownership, maybe a little bit less. So Minnesota one is what I like here. Maybe like a Johnston Marchman two man, uh, if you really want to get different, but it's Minnesota one that I'm targeting. On the blue lines here on the Dallas side, probably looking at just Esselindel. I guess Ryan Suter's okay. He has been blocking some shots. On the wild side, it's probably going to be Spurgeon, Brodine, or Dumba. Yeah, Spurgeon projecting reasonably well. Um, I wonder how the minutes kind of get allocated with Jacob Middleton back, but um, Spurgeon I think is fine. Yeah, maybe Lindell, but honestly, I think this might be another game where um, I might be looking elsewhere to grab my defenseman. Yeah, not my favorite game on the slate, that is for sure. Let's move on to the next one. Vancouver Canucks with a three total. Heading into Winnipeg, the Jets have a 3.4 total. Spencer Martin, Connor Hellbuck, probable. Rick Bowness season, baby. Um, how <laughs> you, you dropped a message to me before the show that um, because uh, Winnipeg sends the third line out against top comp, <laughs> sending out that top line consistently against Joel Erickson Eck, <laughs> which is hilarious. But this, you know, the uh, Vancouver third line, not nearly as scary as the Minnesota third line. So I, I think, you know. <sighs> Did you miss your deadline to renew your Medicaid coverage? You can still send your completed annual review form to Healthy Connections Medicaid. You may be assigned to another health plan, but you can ask to come back to First Choice within 60 days of renewed Medicaid eligibility. It's your family. It's your choice. First Choice is the right choice. Renew and choose us. Visit selecthealthofsc.com renew to learn more. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. If, if you consult the flow chart here, it says to fade. <laughs> but but they're not overly chalky. You know what I mean? That's the one caveat here. When Winnipeg's generally in a very good matchup, they're usually very chalky. And they're coming in like 8%, which is fine. It's an 11-game slate. Connor Dubois, Gagne, fully correlated on the power play. Vancouver... Is Vancouver like Vancouver has these games where like they just get blown out of the water? So like, I just like I don't know if I can get behind Connor Dubois Gagne, but like if you want to play Winnipeg one here, I think that's perfectly fine. On the Vancouver side, there just isn't a ton that I want to play. Like if anything, I'm playing like Pedersen Kuzmenko, but like they're on different power play units. Or if I'm going to full stack, it'd be Horvat, Besser, uh, Mikheyev. But, like, I don't know. Connor Hellbuck and Nett, he's arguably the front runner for the Vezina. 
this, uh, like they have a three total on the road, which is tied for the highest on the night. I just don't like this game. Talk me into something. Well, I'm not going to be talking to you in Vancouver because Vancouver, <laughs> like we generally look for at least decent power play spots. And this is a bad power play spot for Vancouver. Uh, Winnipeg, one of the least penalized teams in the league, taking over a half uh, penalty fewer per game than the league average. They're down at 2.7. I think the league average is at like 3.23 or something like that. So, um, you know, Winnipeg doesn't take a lot of penalties and their penalty kill is very good. It's something that's been very good basically all season long. So Vancouver might not get a lot of chances. And when they do, they're facing a pretty good penalty kill. Like, I don't think this is a spot where I'd be running out um, to play the Canucks. Um, it is uh, the Connor Dubois-Gagne line that I like here. Um, wrote them up in the picks article. Like, Gagne did play with them earlier in the season. Um they were pretty good offensively. 3.3 expected goals for 3.2 actual goals for Gagne up on the top power play unit. Um, you know, Vancouver certainly doesn't have a good penalty kill. Um, they don't take a ton of penalties either, but the penalty kill is considerably worse than that of Winnipeg's. If I can get them at like 8%, I think Winnipeg, that Winnipeg, Connor Dubois, Gagne line is where I would look. It just feels bad stacking Winnipeg and leaving Shifley off. You know what I mean? Like, you know, he's going to play like the last three minutes of the game. So it's, if it's a four, three game or something like that, you're just waiting for the empty netter. But um, Winnipeg one has played well at five on five, perfectly correlated on the power play in a good power play spot. They're the line I like in this one. Shifley also a winger on DK. So I think you can add him in and take Gagne just, out. No, just add him in. Oh, just go four man. All right. Yeah. Um, before we get to the blue line, I see Alex with a $5 super chat. He is really testing my computer here. <laughs> is Pat Maroon a good play tonight? Um, hey, their line scored. He just didn't happen to get in on it. Short answer, no. Also in Spanish, no. <laughs> okay. Uh, I don't think I have to add anything to that. Um, I think that was the first and last Pat Maroon tout that we're going to have uh, this season. It's <laughs> all right. I touted Mark Stahl and didn't get over it for a few years. But, um, yeah, let's move to the blue line. I think adding in Josh Morrissey at 5,800 is fine. If you want to punt with someone like uh, Dylan DeMello or Brandon Dillon, I think that's fine. On the uh, Canucks side, it's going to be Tyler Myers. Yeah, there are two $2,500 defensemen that I like in this game. Tyler Myers, the better of the two. But Brandon Dillon also – had one low ice time game recently, but generally averaging over 20 minutes a game, um, 2,500 playing 20 minutes at home um, with a 3.4 total. Don't mind Dylan uh, as a punt as well. Yep. If you are, if you've never signed up for a stochastic membership, you can get a three day risk-free trial for stochastic NHL. And you get everything we have to offer projections, ownership, top stacks, rankings, and you also get access to our discord uh, where you get all the late breaking news on goalies, lines, etc. Uh, it really the Discord is invaluable. Uh, we broke down a lineup on the lineup builder yesterday. Our screen sharing not working today. We don't want anything to freeze, but you've seen it. We'll we'll bring it back tomorrow. So yeah, if you've never had a membership, risk free three day trial. Click the link in the description below and see you in Discord. Three games left. About 10 minutes. Let's get to them. Los Angeles with a 2.5 total. Heading into Colorado, the Avs have a three total. Phoenix Copley, Alexander Yorgiev, 
probable. Ah, here we are again. It's kind of weird that this game's a five and a half. Um, Los Angeles penalty kill is awful. Now the Colorado penalty or power play hasn't been dynamic as dynamic without McKinnon. He's still about a week away, something like that. Evan Rodriguez being back and on that top power play unit, maybe inject some life. I kind of like the Avs top line here. Um, I don't know if I'm going to prioritize them. They're coming in eight ish percent, which I think is fine. It's just a five and a half total. Like what does Vegas know that I don't? Well, it's the legend of Phoenix Copley. I think, um, maybe he's going to be the guy that saves the Los Angeles season. I agree with you on Colorado one. I think it's a reasonable spot for them. Um, you know, three expected goals for 60 minutes in their, in their time together with comfort. Um, as the center, Miko Rantanen has 56 shots in his last 10 games. It, he had two monster shot games. Even if you take those out, he's at 38 over eight, which is, you know, four and a half per game, which is still really good. Um, yeah, the power play hasn't been good without McKinnon. Um, a lot of it is shooting percentage driven, but I, I think it makes a lot of sense when you consider the kinds of plays that McKinnon can make because of how fast and agile and good on his edges that he is um, in the offensive zone. So, um, I think it's a good matchup against the Kings top line though. It's a top line that hasn't been very good defensively this season, month of December below average by expected goal share um, in December. So, you know, even the offense hasn't been there for the Kings top line of late. So I, I kind of like that Colorado um, top line in this one. And you're right. Not a ton of ownership um, eight to 9% on DraftKings. considering the reasonable price. I think it's fine. And, you know, the Colorado second line has actually been good. I was looking at Newhook and Rodriguez's numbers. Even if you take any of the good wingers that they have off, they're still above average by expected goal share um, and pretty good defensively. So it takes Kings two out of it for me. So honestly, I think it's just Colorado one. And if not, if you're not playing that, I would probably just move along from this game. Yeah, I agree. It's just, I don't know. I get weird vibes from this game being lined at five and a half. You don't see too many five and a halves anymore. On the blue line, uh, Kale McCarr on the top power play. If you don't want to spend up for him, I think Devin Taze and Sam Gerrard are the guys. Eric Johnson as well. Uh, I, one note on Eric Johnson. They had an optional skate this morning, and apparently he took a, a shot off the hand or something like that. So his status may be up in the air tonight. Now, Colorado's dressing eight defensemen every game anyway. Um, but I just wonder, is like, you know, Taves and McCarr are already playing like 28 minutes a night as it is. Like, can they play more or, you know, do some of those minutes potentially go to like Gerard or something like that? Yeah. Or, you know, do we just see McCarr and Taves play like 34 minutes here tonight? Uh, if Johnson is out, we're still waiting on an update there. Um not much for defenseman from for me uh, from this game. It's either up to McCarr or down to Gerard. Uh, I have not been a big, big Devin Taves guy this season. He's just not not been the same player. Yeah, he's kind of Mackenzie Wegar. But anyway, Toronto Maple Leafs with a three point seven total heading into Arizona. The Coyotes have a two point four total. Matt Murray confirmed. Carol Vamelka probable. Oh boy, oh, man. Leafs top line, 
projected for mountains of points here, not getting massive ownership. They're, you know, around double digits as the three of them. Matthew's obviously going to come in as the highest. This is a homecoming game for him. He is from Arizona. He'll probably have tickets for three quarters of the arena since the arena holds 71 people. <sighs> I like Toronto one. Just going to come out and say it. Think I think, you know, Matthews is going to, you know, show off for his home crowd when he signs there in a few years and uh, go from there. If you want to play Tavares and Marner, go ahead. This is a Toronto one game for me. If you want to play some Bustad Kraus, I guess that's fine. But, yeah, I don't know. Don't really like the power play units. Yeah, uh, Toronto won. Morgan Riley's going to be back tonight. We should probably say that as well. Looks like he's going to be back in the lineup. But Toronto said they're going to stick with the 5-4 power play. So Toronto won, still perfectly correlated on the top power play. Arizona's penalty kill, very, very bad. Um, Even as it's improved uh, over the season, still the sixth most shots against per 60 minutes on the PK over the last month. And that's them getting better. (laughs) You know what I mean? So, like... uh, very good power play spot for the Toronto. Um, so I really like, I really do t- like the top line. I think they come in as a high stone expensive line here tonight. I don't think that's going to be yeah. um, very big news to anybody. I do imagine they'll be higher on than even Buffalo. So um, just beware of some heavy ownership, but um, it's such a good spot. You know, they'll see the Arizona top line, the Arizona top line, um, well below average by expected goal share. Toronto should get the run of play. Toronto did lose to this team a couple months ago. We do have to mention that. Um, that was in Toronto. Um, maybe Austin Matthews has some juice playing in front of uh, some home fans here, though. I really do like Toronto 1. On the Arizona side, uh, not a whole lot for me. Um, I think they got uh, a little bit lucky um, in their last game against Colorado. They have to get lucky, basically, to ever score. Um, the top line's coming in a little bit over-owned. So nothing for me from the Arizona forwards. It's Toronto 1 slash Toronto power play for me. Yep. On the blue line, Morgan Riley is back, but he's not on the top power play unit. I would imagine at some point in this game he sees top power play time. He didn't do anything with it earlier this year, so I'm going to take a pass there. There just isn't a defenseman that I want to play on the Leafs. Uh, Jacob Chikrin and Gosses Bear back on the top unit, power play unit. I think Chikrin it would probably be the guy for me. Yeah, I mean, I think Ghost Price is fine as well on the Arizona side. What I'll say about Riley is he's not uh, a guy that's super reliant on power play production. Like, only about a third of his points over the last three years have come on the power play. So, like, at 4,400, I think that's playable um, in a game with such a high total. Um, But I think, yeah, he'd be the only Toronto defenseman I would consider here. Let's get to the last game of the night. Philadelphia Flyers with a 2.9 total heading into San Jose. The Sharks have a 3.5 total. Samuel Urson and Capo Kakinen confirmed. Quite a matchup there. Looks like the Sharks are going back to Timo Meyer, Logan Latour, Alexander Barabanov, second line of Nieto, Hurdle, LeBanc. I don't know, man. Like Samuel Urson, Flyer defensively. Uh, even if it's Hurdle and Meyer or excuse me, Hurdle, excuse me, Kator and Meyer. I'm interested in that. I think you have to consider some stuff on the flyer side, though. Like, these Sharks lines are just not good defensively. Kapokakan in that. I, I don't know if I'd full stack anything, but Travis Konechny might, you know, as a one-off, be interesting. Yeah, 
Meyer and Couture do have good numbers this year together, um, playing without Thomas Hurdle. 3.6 expected goals for 1.8 against. Um, Couture has been playing more of late. His ice time has been going up. Now, part of that was Hurdle suspension, but I think it's just them leaning on their top six a little bit more. Um, it is a good matchup against the Philly top line. San Jose, too, also has a good matchup against the Philly second line. Philly second line, not very good defensively. But, um, you know, that top line for San Jose, perfectly correlated on the power play, positive leverage by our top stacks tool, reasonable price. Um, I do like San Jose one. I just – I almost might not stack them because I don't want to stay running waiting to get San Jose short. So um, they are in a pretty good matchup, though. Yeah, they're in a pretty good matchup, though, especially with Urson starting. So San Jose won definitely one of the top lines that I like under that super elite tier of like Toronto and Buffalo. On the Philly side, probably just one-offs for me. I think a one-off JVR makes a lot of sense for power play reasons. I think a one-off Travis Konechny, the way he's playing, always makes sense. Uh, I don't think I'm full stacking anything from the Flyers. Yep. That is the 11 games, 22 goalies. Who are you liking in that? Uh, wrote up Alex Georgiev um, in the picks article. I think both him and Kemper are kind of like 1A, 1B for me on this slate. Um, don't mind Jake Ottinger if you want to pay down a little bit and get a little risky uh, against Minnesota. King Carl Vimelka. Um, if he starts, he's definitely in play. I don't care um, even if they're playing the Toronto Maple Leafs. Um, he's always in play. I'll mention uh, Kakonin uh, on FanDuel. He's pretty cheap on that site here today i'll give an honorable mention to magnus helberg min price on DraftKings. if he does start min price buffos could come out flat could be interesting there but uh, we'll wait and see on a starter there who are you looking for your hat trick pick my client brock nelson let's go with the chalk baby yep and i gotta go with the spice because i don't know why i've just been doing it i'm going evan rodriguez i hate the game Evan Rodriguez getting a hat trick and a three total. <laughs> I love it. Yeah. Sure. But you know what? We'll be back tomorrow. There is four games. Maybe we can do a little bit of a strategy. So if you have any ideas on what you want to – some strategy talk, hit us up in the Discord or on Twitter. Maybe we can add that in. Click those links in the description. We'll see you in Discord. Good luck, everybody. Good luck, everybody. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Wells Fargo presents one of the surest ways to grow your money. A Wells Fargo CD account, where you can earn a 5.00% annual percentage yield on an 11-month term with a minimum opening deposit of $5,000. Visit a Wells Fargo branch or wellsfargo.com backslash CD rates to open a CD account and start growing your savings with us. Wells Fargo Bank, N.A., member FDIC. 